And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. And it's another edition of Hoops Adjacent on the Athletic MBA Show. David Aldridge here in D.C. Out in the Bay, my man Marcus Thompson. He rejoicing of another 50-piece from Steph Curry the other night. Man, what's up? Rejoice is kind of strong. <laughs> I was chilling. You were cho- oh, just because that just happens all the time now. You know what I'm saying? Know, I've, seen, no I've seen this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Marcus, how about your boys? How about your who were they playing last night? Who Atlanta, they last night? the Hawks. How about your boy? How about your Hawks announcers like dissing the fifty piece? Like, is it is it that big a deal? Did you hear them? No. Well, they went back. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, they were like, I guess, I guess when he got the fifty. 50- 50, uh, you know, of course, the place went nuts, and, and they were like, oh, well, is that really that big a deal? Why why are they all up excited about him getting 50? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like, I guess uh, people just get 50 all the time, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Especially in Atlanta, right? You know, like, that's, that's a, <laughs> just that's no a thing, wild dude. thing to say, right? Just that's, another that's, dude getting 50. Ain't no big deal. <laughs> that's pretty why y'all tripping off 50 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like damn the hater the hater rate is, is thick tonight they had they had something like that that happened to them a few years ago where the announcers were they did something i'm trying to remember what it was what were the atlanta announcers yeah, and the atlanta announcers again were kind of like oh what's the big idea or whatever they were just kind of poo-pooing come on, something come on give some love come on now I'm, it's fair yeah, not- right like it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt <laughs> Right. <laughs> like it, it, it just doesn't hurt. Uh, you, you know, what's interesting about that, that last night, uh, you know, I, I was big on the Hawks. I think the Hawks, are, I still think they're going to be really yeah. good. They just seem like they're bored right now. I don't know why, but man, like, like the Trey was like low key subbing his teammates. Right. Like yeah. After the game, he's like, yo, <laughs> man, when they was trapping me, like, you know, our guys got to get more. Do you see them? He's like, but they know what to do with Steph gets trapped. Like, I was just like, hey, hey, what are you shots for? Like, <laughs> he was impressed by the 50. Trey was impressed right. by the 50. <laughs> he didn't think that was like. He was like, damn, that's that shit. That's good. I ain't, I ain't tripping off of that shit. So poor, poor yeah. Kevin Herter. Like, Nate McMillan is cold-blooded, man. Like, he was just leaving that dude one-on-one with Steph. Like, <laughs> why are you doing this? I found it. They did it when Harden scored, like, 60 against them. They got really okay. upset about uh, about him scoring that many points. And this were some of the quotes from that night back in twenty December 2019. I should have kept shooting was the body language. Quote, he's yucking it up with Tyson Chandler. And, quote, that's all it's about with Harden is the point. <laughs> So this is on brand for them. They they tend to. Is it the radio? Is it radio or TV? It was. I don't know. TV. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Wasn't it Vince Carter on TV? Oh, wasn't Dominique? Uh, Usually it's Dominique. Dominique. It could have been. It sounds like something Dominique would say, huh? (laughs) I'm just saying, like, come on, guys. (laughs) You know? Man, I mean, it's just it's it's crazy what people. Are I mean, you look look when I when I wrote my book Dynasties, the ten Dynasties that's, teams, that's out now and hard. Ten gold teams to uh, change the NBA forever. 
part of it was to establish some appreciation and some, you know, love for the greatness that exists yeah. in the league. Absolutely. Not the hate, I mean, not the hate, but like, yo, let's appreciate some of these legends. Right? Oh, by the way, by the way, let's 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 um let's introduce. Yeah, I probably we have it. Twenty minutes into the show. Me and El Hassan from Metal Ark Media. Don't need an introduction. He go in the fridge. He take his shoes off. Right, 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 right. Man, get whichever one. You know what's in the fridge. Go on, man. Ninety-seven hours into my record. There you go. All right. So, man, I want talk about the league and everything's going on we talk about sarver and all that but hey first of all look i gotta i gotta tweak my boys down in miami a little bit so so y'all so y'all go so y'all pick a fight with Jokic. Jokic blast your guy and then y'all don't make no players available afterward <laughs> come on now <laughs> come on now That's i, I hope culture. while the players weren't available they was going over the game plan for how to deal with the Jokic brothers right because <laughs> Because <laughs> somebody need to tell them to chill out. I mean, I don't like, think, you think that's really them, though? I think that's just somebody who just made up a name. I don't but think just in really. case it is, ain't no picture of them. Ain't no Abby. You know what I'm that's saying? That's what's like, scary about like, it, right? Two like, you just know they got on like steel toe boots and, and you know a, a machete other than. So first of all, I heard the Miami Heat uh, sat out due to protest for not being involved in Marcus's book. He just conveniently left. <laughs> Team that changed free agency and changed the you position of basketball, all that was just Won a couple not, of chips. Not, not good enough for Mark. They are in there, man. What you mean? They in there. <laughs> uh, the the Jokic brothers, Mike Singer of the Denver Post, confirmed by a text message with the Jokic brothers that that was in that fact yeah. their that tweet. Is the Jokic their brothers. That is real. <laughs> Which led to this really funny uh, uh, tweet uh, by uh, our friend. Josiah Johnson. Yes. <laughs> you guys saw that one where it's the picture of future. Hold on. Let me, let me pull it up here because I saw it and I started dying. It's basically for the listeners who can't see the picture. Mm-hmm. It's the the very famous picture of future leaning over the, yes. uh, uh, not future. Uh, what's his name? Whatever. They leaning over the board and says the Jokic brothers trying to figure out how to add a profile picture to their Twitter account. <laughs> and then his caption on anything is, it's harder than it looks. <laughs> That's funny. I'll just say this. I know the Morris brothers. I know they 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 are not Fugazi. They're for yeah. real. Yep. I get it. They're from Philly. They're two tough guys. I Yes, they are. I ain't messing with no Serbians. I'm just telling you that right now. <laughs> I ain't messing with no Serbians. <laughs> I think oh, Markeith, do that. Markeith made that clear, didn't he? <laughs> Jokic one, smooth zero. Like, let's move on. <laughs> Y'all can with, bring the noise if you want, but I ain't messing with no Serbian. No Serbian brothers ain't doing it. No, thank you. <laughs> a, that's war-torn right there. Man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I get it. Philly, Philly's a tough town, but like, right. I feel like when you're war-torn, you grew up war-torn anywhere. Yeah, exactly. It's a little different. I remember talking to Tony Kukoc when he first when he first got to the Bulls, and that's when I knew, oh, that's some different shit over there. <laughs> and he was talking about how they used to how they had to practice outside, but they had to be careful because they didn't they didn't want to dribble on a mine. 
I was like, I feel, I'm calling bullshit. Because that's the other thing that happens. Sometimes these people come with stories. <laughs> this is their version of I walk to school in the snow. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You dripping on landmines. Come on, man. You, if you had a on, child, man. would you not? Would you just say, ah, you know what? Go ahead, man. Have fun. <laughs> like, I mean, he, he was just saying it was it was rough growing up, you know? He <laughs> got it rough. Yeah. A little hyperbole. I mean, so, so is it? I don't know Jimmy Butler. He just always strike me as a real one. Uh, is 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 that true about Jimmy? I'm sure not- Jimmy's a tough guy. I yeah. mean, he's a tough guy, but, you know, I'm just saying, I ain't messing with no Serbians. That's all I'm saying. He, he was doing a lot of talking after the fact. Yeah, I come, come I, in the back I and all like that. that. Yeah. I didn't like, like that from Jimmy Butler. To, like. to be fair, we have the picture of them searching for them in the back. You right. guys see the picture of Andy Ellisberg? Yeah. Big yeah. Andy, yeah, but Andy trying to be the peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, yeah. guys, you don't want this. And it's like the Come whole on, the GM, The GM should not have to do that post-ass yeah. post whooping like that. He should not have to also yeah, I should have keep had his guys in check. Fight and win the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, and, Amin, can I ask you about these dubs? Uh, and I'm asking you specifically because, A, mm-hmm. you um, – you, you know how they play and what they're about and the goal of Steve Kerr as much as anybody. But mm. also, when this when we first went through this, you went through this whole cycle of saying, you know, the Warriors are legit, and people were saying, no, they're not, and then right. they win the championships, right? Having been through it, going through it again, I mean, they're the top defense in the league. They're 9-1. Yeah. Uh, how legit is this Warriors team? I think, well, for me, the legitness comes from two It doesn't come from the record. The record is the record. They could be eight and three right now, or eight and two. They could be seven and three, nine and one. That that's not the point. The point is two things. One is the defense is elite, as it was last year, but it's now you're building off of what we did last year. And then two, and this is probably more importantly, the young guys on the team have figured out, oh, this is how we want to play. So I don't know how years work anymore because of COVID, but. During the 2019-2020 season, when mm. everybody was hurt and, you know, this cavalcade of no-names blessed the We call the floor. that the D'Angelo Russell Warriors. There you go. <laughs> For all, all those guys, they were just, they were learning on the job. They're trying to figure out how, wait, what? And most of them are just like, and I'm in the NBA too. So there's a, a big part of it is you're like, it's the NBA. And, and Steve can talk about wanting to play a certain way. But it's harder to enforce that and to build on that if all the main guys that make that way of playing happen are not there. Steph was hurt. Draymond was hurt. Uh, Clay was hurt. And then mm-hmm. Iguodala's gone, and there's no more Bogut. There's no more David West. There's no more any of these guys who play, who kind of exemplify that offensive system. So, Wiggins gets there and he's like, yeah, kind of, I get an idea, but like, we're just running up and down doing our own thing. Last year, now Steph plays half the season, or not half the season, but for the start of the season, Steph is kind of beleaguered and the team's getting blown out. And when they go down 15, they're kind of hanging their heads and no one really gets it, right? And it took kind of like, I guess, a conversation between Steph and his people uh, to convince him that, hey, man, two years ago, everybody knew we're down 20, so what? Steph will get that back for us within three minutes of the first of the second half. Right. But these kids haven't seen the miracle. I've heard the rumors. It's kind of, I'm a Star <laughs> Wars guy. It's kind of like the, 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 the trilogy that came out where 
People heard about this Luke Skywalker dude. Ain't nobody seen him. Maybe this poor thing ain't real, right? Till my boy Han Solo said, it's all real. It's all real. (laughs) It's all real. And so that's, they had to tell Steph, like, you need to remind them that this, all that was real. That wasn't like a fantasy. That wasn't because Kevin Durant was there. This is, this is who I am. And I think it started with the 61 point game against the Blazers. And then after that, they kind of started to figure out, oh, okay, we're always in this as long as he's healthy on the floor. Yeah. But then there's still parts of it where they still don't get it, where they don't get that when Steph passes you the ball, that's not because he's saying, hey, here, it's your turn to fuck up (laughs) an ISO. It's because I'm running and relocating, and it's your job to now find where that is. And when Draymond was out, that was a problem. And then Draymond comes back, and it's like, oh, that's what's happening. Then you still got guys that are resistant, guys like Kelly Oubre. But now you're in your third year. The people that you didn't want are gone. The people who at least try to get it now get it. Now you watch them play. and So you think about that first win they had was against the Lakers. Steph didn't play that great. And you could argue up until this point, up until last night, Steph hasn't played to his standard this season. But what's happened is the Warriors are defending like they used to. Right. And offensively, everybody gets it now. They get it. And so the offense creates, the offense provides, even when Steph isn't superhuman. So to to me, you tell Marcus, I, you, you obviously see them more than, than either of us do. But every time I see every time I see them, Otto Porter's doing something good. And I said Otto was going to help them because he he he's a perfect fit temperamentally for them. And I'm wondering if that is indeed the case so far. Man, that dude don't be missing, yo. Like, dude, I told you, <laughs> it's crazy. I told you, like, corner threes and baseline. That's what I'm that dude you, does. This dude is like, gonna he's be really good at dudes. it. <laughs> he's gonna be seventy five years old. It's gonna be hella kids at his house for Christmas, <laughs> right? And he's gonna be like, y'all don't know nothing about this shoot. And he's gonna take him outside, and he's not gonna miss. And right. they're not gonna believe any of the stories. <laughs> they're not gonna believe the jerseys he had. They're gonna believe right. the mid range jumpers he kept knocking down at seventy five mm-hmm. years old. Like right. that dude. <laughs> shoots like that yo he really like Steph going crazy on the sideline like running around like he he amazes them because like if his feet is set and he's like shooting a, a, a shooting his shot it's a bucket bucket and it's yeah. kind of wild Steve is playing him as a small ball center he's playing yeah. Otto Porter as a stretch five that's that how well he shoots me. he can't guard yeah. anybody as a stretch five but no. he's like yo just go ahead and hit this three right right right, right. <laughs> exactly uh, yeah, Otto no, Porter is the perfect example of what happens a lot in the NBA where someone is good and then they get compensated and maybe they get overcompensated. Yeah. And by yeah. virtue of the overcompensation, people say he sucks. Right. And yeah, then yeah. at some point the compensation comes back in line and I'm like, oh, he's so good. How who could have known? I'm like, yeah, right. well he was always good. He wasn't right. good like that good to to the oh. point of the pay, but Right. He's a right. contributor, you know. When he was here, when he was here with the Wizards, and he was the third or fourth option, mm-hmm. right? Everybody loved him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was beloved. But then all of a sudden, because the Wizards again they, in <laughs> in those days <clears throat> didn't do what what you're supposed to do, which is sign the guy before he becomes too expensive for you to sign. 
They tried to play hardball and wound up costing them $28 million additional dollars per year, mm-hmm. uh, or $28 million more, I should say, to, to sign him. And then you're right. I mean, I mean, it was, oh, he's making $108 million. He's not worth it. Of course he's not worth it. Nobody said he was worth it. That's what he got. That doesn't mean he's worth it. But, you know, so he's back to being, you know, third, fourth level auto, which is perfect for him and perfect for the Warriors. So worked out. Yeah, and he's 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 moving without the ball. He's like you guys say, he's moving, he's relocating, he's in the corner, he's cutting, he's he's hitting shots that there those are his shots. That those are the, yeah. there's, again, the offense provides. He doesn't have to do or try to be something cuz he went to Chicago and the expectation I guess there right. was that he had to be something. They was I don't like, know yo, what, show us that 100 million dollar guy. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Like, I don't right. do that. Not t- not him. Not him. You know, he's not a he's not a one option. He's not a two option, really. Mm-hmm. But he's a great third or fourth option, which is again what he is. Now I want. You know, we've been talking about good teams. You know, mm-hmm. like the Warriors and Miami and Denver. I want to talk about bad teams right now yes. and and get to your expertise. I mean, as somebody who was with, you know, the Suns teams that were struggling back in the day, Boston and New Orleans to me. I just, wow, (laughs) is what I would say so far. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And New Orleans, okay, you can kind of, you can kind of explain away New Orleans' new coach, uh, best player, nowhere close to being ready to play and all kinds of drama with that off the court. It still doesn't mean it's good that they're struggling as bad as they're right. struggling. But Boston, my goodness, I get it. I know Ime's a new coach, and, and but you've got two all-stars on that team. You know, and arguably a top 15, top 12 player in Jason Tatum. I think mm-hmm. we'd all agree, right? And not only are they not winning, but they're already, Marcus Smart calling out 
his two stars saying they got to pass the ball more. They got to trust the other teammates more. And Emei's saying he messed up on, on an end-of-game situation the other day. I mean, my question is, when does panic set in when you get off to a really bad start like those two teams have? Well, if you're New Orleans, I mean, I don't – even if Zion were healthy, I would have been like, I don't think you're going to be very good this year. Yeah, they just looking at that right. roster is not. <laughs> that, they 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 basically set this, the table. This isn't surprising them. <laughs> I mean, like it, they they set a dinner table with the candles and the mood lighting and stuff, and they had a, a little placement that said for Chris Paul. <laughs> and then, hey guys, I got caught up. I'm not going to make it. Right, right. Yeah, it's not going to be so much of a romantic dinner anymore. You might and as well then, put- And then they crossed out Chris Paul and wrote in Kyle Lowry, and he was like, nah, Yeah. <laughs> like, it, there's a massive point guard-sized hole there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it the what makes it worse is they had a point guard in Lonzo Ball, who's playing really I, well now for Chicago. Sure they, is. They, they, in, they, in order to give up the bird in the hand to, to chase after – Two in the bush. Two in the bush. Yeah. But right. the bush was empty. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that's what's happening. You, you you know you could uh, point to uh, 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 the kid from Charlotte whose name escapes me every time. Oh, Devonte Graham. Devonte Graham. Yeah. Like you yeah. could point, Good but player. that's he's he, he but he's not a point guard. But no, not a start. Not a starter. Not a point guard. I would he's agree with that. Kira, yeah. Kira yeah. Lewis, not a point guard, or not not a starting point guard in this league. Right. Right. Uh, right. right. Oh, uh, Alexander Walker, combo guard, yeah. can make plays, not a pure point guard. Right. So there's this hole there, and then you say Brandon Ingram's been hurt, and then you say Zion's been out. Yeah, you know, yeah. DNP fat, right? Um, <laughs> look, let's call it what it is. So, oh man, when did you, you come, see, did you see Shaq and Shaq and Chuck? Yeah. Chuck saying that's that's the hall. It's of, like you and I had a baby. Fame. That's what that's a so Shaq. Cool. That's what a Chuck's Hall of Fame line. So, right so cold. God, yeah. it's cool. Go ahead, Amit. I'm sorry. So, so <laughs> it, it's it, it. I don't know how you realistically say, "Oh, we're supposed to be better than this." Why? What gives you that idea? What gives you that impression? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, particularly seeing who they, they they haven't lost to like the Anaheim Amigos. They you know they lost right. to the Warriors. <laughs> right. They lost to the Suns. They lost, they've been they've been right. getting their head beaten by pretty good teams. Right. So right. right. Um. You sit back and you say, that's expected. Now, the problem in New Orleans is that my friend, uh, David Griffin, my old boss, he painted himself into this corner. Yeah. When you, in your first two years, you fire two coaches. You're yeah. you, Like, when you're your three, you got on your third coach, you've accelerated the, well, maybe the problem isn't the coach. Conversation. Right, right. So typically, right. this You've is used those bullets already. Exactly. Yes. So typically, the this new front office comes in. Hey, we're really excited, so and so, and this is our coach. Cool. And you give that dude two and a half, three years, and then you fire right. him. Say he wasn't the right guy, but this next guy is the right guy. And you give that next Five guy three, two and a half, years. three years, and so by your time you fire your second coach, it's been five to six years. Right. That right you've been right. doing this, yeah. and you yeah. got time to do things and and set roots and and you know convince people that you're the guy or whatever. When you fire the coach and fire the coach again, you've accelerated your, your own timeline because now yeah. we're on coach three and we're like, are you sure you know what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. kind of the, the situation where Griff is in. Can, can they panic? I don't, let's assume they panic. What are you going to do? You show me what they That's can do. That's the question. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. That's what I'm I'm wondering. Like, how how do you fix this? Sell a team and go to Seattle. No, come on. <laughs> That's one way to fix it. Well, it's one way to fix it. Yeah. Um, but I hope it, I hope I, I like the people in New Orleans. I don't want anybody to lose their team. Is great. New Orleans yes. is great. Hey, I'm jilted over here. If Oakland can lose their team, everybody else's game. So Yeah, I have just I, I have just said that I don't think the Pelicans will ever be not only will they not be the number one team in town, which everybody understands, yeah. but it's like there's a it's like number two doesn't even exist. You know what I mean? Like it's like Saints. Well, Nothing, Pelicans. Like, you know, Saints might like, be number two Marty, if you include LSU. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, like the so, Saints are so big there. Like I don't think anything can. It would be like another team trying to be in San Antonio. So this is what no, I would argue. I mean, this is what I argue, Da. I would yeah. say that once upon a time, people said the same thing about the Raptors. The Raptors. Okay, are, that's fair. They're yes, literally yes. the name of the organization owns them is literally called Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment. Not yes, even like correct. they didn't even do right, monument. Right. They didn't even do it like the Wizards did, like a <laughs> right, generic right. name that encompasses right. everybody. Like right. gargantuan sports yeah. and entertainment. Yeah, right. like the like the, the Knicks are owned by you know Cable Vision and Jim Dolan. They're not. It's not right. like the Rangers are owned by Knicks Entertainment. Like in right. Toronto, <laughs> you see that when you walk in the building, you know who owns this place. Right. No, that's true. That's fair. That's but fair. like they because yes. they stuck with it, and because the team was successful for a sustained right. amount of time. They managed to teach a country, not just a city, right. a country to love a sport that they had no connection okay. to. Right. So well, right. also, the biggest, they have three million people. Yeah, like, that's that the matters, big, yeah. right? New but Orleans like, is what, 400,000? And Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment is worth like a kajillion yes. billion dollars. They are, they are very rich. They are <laughs> very, there was very a market rich. share to go after in Toronto. I just don't yeah. know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, but that's a separate conversation. It's not about whether the Saint, the uh, Pelicans could be number two to the Saints. That's, is New Orleans as a market big enough to support a second professional franchise, whatever it is, right? That's a separate right. question to me. It's a, less to do with like the Pelicans not being good so much as like, yes. is it the same thing? Like, right. do we need, do we need, a, do we need a pro, uh, an NBA team in Oklahoma city? Do we need one in Memphis? Regardless of how the fan base feels, there's like a right. financial argument that, Hey, we could solve a lot of these issues. If we had a team in Seattle and a team in, you know, Pick a place, Vancouver or wherever, you know, another yeah. another major city, Kansas City, wherever. Yeah. Um, but to answer the question about the Celtics, now right. this one's interesting because while Ime Udoka is new, yes, the characters are not. Right. right? So Marcus Smart isn't new guy. He's not Dennis Schroeder saying, hey, they need to pass more. This is a guy who's been there for a few years. Who's seen them since when they were crawling. (laughs) Seen them since they were toddlers. And now they're big strapping young men who can go out there and get 25 a piece each any given night. Now, here's the problem. And here's the the part where I, I agree with Marcus Smart. For any NBA player, there is my personal success. And then there's my team success. Now, usually you hope... The more successful I am personally, the more successful the team is, right? right. I'm playing right. better. We're winning more games. But at some point, and it's at different points for different people, your personal success goes this way, and team success mm-hmm. sometimes goes this way a little bit, and sometimes it's a full-on U-turn. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think what's happening with the Celtics, what Marcus Smart is saying is like, yeah, your numbers look great. Yeah, your efficiency looks great. Yeah, you're going to be on an all-star ballot. Yeah, you might be all NBA. That's not helping us win games, though. Yeah. People watching you play basketball isn't helping us win games. You're getting, what, two, three assists a game on what? The bailout? Because you tried every trick in the book and it wasn't working? Like, he looks open. That's not that doesn't work. It, right, it doesn't right, right, right. it doesn't work well. I mean, the the best version of it worked in Houston, and even that fell apart because guys yeah. got sick of just standing around and waiting. So exactly, that's what he's trying to express. Now, again, this ain't the first year they've been playing like this. They've been playing like this for a while. So yeah. when people are like, oh, how could Marcus Smart say that out loud? I ask, you think that's the first time he ever said that right. behind closed doors? Right. Like he right. never he right. never tried doing it the quiet way. Mm-hmm. Usually they yeah. go, you know, they push this because the quiet way didn't work. So now I'm gonna do it out loud. Like they look like a team that's not like. having. They look like a team that's not having any fun whatsoever. <laughs> no fun, no joy yeah. whatsoever playing with each other. And 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 Ime's in a tough spot because a first time head coach, right? B trying to convince guys who have been successful, right? They've been to conference right. finals and they've been in Tatum's case, all-star in Jalen Brown's case. Everyone talks about him as he's going to be an all-star. So it's hard to tell guys who have been successful. Hey, you know, the way you've been doing things completely wrong. Right. Right. They're not going to be receptive to that. And then making matters harder. I don't know if this is something that's top of mind for Ime, or maybe it's just something subliminal, but yeah. when the guy you're replacing, what's he do now? He's the GM. He's the GM. <laughs> so I'm going to say, hey, boss, the shit that you guys did last year, all bullshit. I don't know what the <laughs> hell you were thinking. We're going to run this thing. It's so much better than whatever hack coach was here before. Oh, wait, that was you. So there's like right. something subliminal about, okay, I'm here to tweak. I'm not here to overhaul. Yeah. Right. right. As a first time head coach. Now, if it was, you know, you know, pick your name, Alvin Gentry or, or Tom Tippett or someone who's been around the block and knows how they want to coach. It's a different story. It's like, hey, yeah, this is what you I signed up for. Yeah. But your first time head coach, this is my first job. It's the same reason why Derek Fisher ran the triangle when he got to yeah, New York. New York. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, my boss right. really loves this because that's how he coached. So yes. how do you how do you say we're not going to do that? And when Derek Fisher did do that, that was the end of him in New York. Not the wins and right. losses. It's the fact that he abandoned the triangle that ended yeah. his his, you know, his good standard with Bill Jackson. Right. I mean, I want to ask you, which is, I think, a pretty good segue to, you know, the later topic. But what what is it about Doc Rivers and drama that seems to bring out the best? <laughs> I have no idea how Philly's this good. Like, I, it's unbelievable oh, I to me. I expected them to be where Boston is, but no. somehow Doc Rivers seems to thrive in these settings. No, I, I, I'm going to tell you why. Because, and this is, I'm as pro Ben Simmons as a talent, maybe not on, on his behavior or how yeah. he's handled the situation, but as a talent, I believe he's one of the best players in the league. I believe, yeah. I believe if he went somewhere else where he was the star, that I believe he went to Sacramento, yes. they'd be in the mix immediately. We agree. Immediately, you and I completely right? agree on that. Yeah, absolutely. Having said that, Philadelphia is blessed. The reason why Ben Simmons isn't happy is because Philadelphia is blessed with a player that's even better than him. Yeah, right. And so when you say, but we don't have Ben Simmons, all right, is Embiid there? He has been for, until this COVID thing. Okay. 
is Tobias Harris, who, again, talk about cusp all-star players who've just never been an all-star. He's one of those guys. You want to make an all-star team have never been an all-star. It's like him, Jalen Brown, you know, uh, Monte Ellis, you know, right. Eddie Jamal Johnson, Crawford. Yeah. Jamal Crawford. Like, it's right. all these guys that we all respect as really talented offensive players. And because of the numbers, they never got to be all-stars. So right. it's Embiid, it's Tobias Harris. Then you've got Seth Curry, who's off to a ridiculous start to the season <laughs> shooting. Cork Moss is shooting well. And then Maxi and, you know, Shake Milton's back. They've got a team is my point. Yeah. They've got, right. it's not like, oh, woe is us. What do we do? Ben, please come back. That was my thing. <laughs> when Ben Simmons right. said, I'm not going to, I'm sitting out. I said, bro, this ain't, this ain't like if Jimmy Butler said, I'm going to sit out where it would fall apart. And it did as soon as he left. Or it's Anthony not like, Davis, right? Yeah. Or Anthony <laughs> right. Davis or James Harden. Like they have a legit, not like a guy who could be good like Carl Anthony Towns. They have a legit right. MVP caliber player. Yes. They're not going to miss you. Are they as good without you? No. Can they win a championship without you? No. But are the is things going to fall apart and like we need to do whatever it takes to make Ben happy? No. They they're they're capable of sitting back, kicking up their feet, and be like we'll bide our time until yeah. one of these other teams that doesn't want to offer us fair value gets desperate. Because their season's going down the tubes, like Minnesota, right? <laughs> Where you got your guy liking tweets that say, uh, yeah, I can't wait for Carl Anthony Towns to be freed of the shackles of the Timberwolves. Right. right? <laughs> he was like, hacked, didn't you hear? <laughs> oh, no, it was hacked, but also hacked. And also his his manager said, yeah, I did it. And also they, nah. ne- <laughs> they never unliked the tweet. It's still like. Right, 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 right. Yes, yes. <laughs> also, I love the fact that a hacker would spend all the time breaking into the Twitter account of an NBA player, and the biggest thing that they could come up with was like, can't wait to like some tweets. <laughs> that coincidentally would be something that he might like, you know? Right. <laughs> not right. like I'm not, I'm not sure, but you know what? After the, the 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 Jimmy Butler experience in Minnesota, I am I'd be very surprised if that was what they if they went that route again. You know what I mean? They're they're three and six and they've lost five in a row. And your, I, your star player, we all agree on your it, star player. Just, like at some point, again, and it's an interim guy there, so it's not like he's got the job. No, it's not like he's like with Griff's situation. Like I've got three years to to fire this coach, and then three more years after that, I'm interim. You, I got to prove to new owners and current owners that I'm the guy. Yeah, uh, there's there's some. I mean, that's true. But uh, Sachin Gupta, who's the GM there mm-hmm. now, is a you know analytics guy, and I'd be surprised. And he worked with Daryl, so mm-hmm. I would be surprised if he was the guy that pulled the trigger. I would be now if the new owner says, "Hey, let's get Ben Simmons," then you got to go get Ben Simmons. I understand that, I, and maybe that happens with the new owners. I would um, argue, but I don't think he's the guy that's going to volunteer to do that trade. I would argue that the a guy that's worked with Daryl Morey is more likely to do a deal with him than someone who has the familiarity, the ability to take some of the things he says and not take it personally. Cause mm. you know him, right? I mean, yeah. there's, there's a reason why Kevin Garnett got traded to the Boston Celtics, right? Correct. Right. Sure. There's, there's also a reason why Eldon Campbell and Eddie, uh, Eddie Jones didn't get traded to Minnesota for Tom Gugliotta. And it wasn't right. because the Lakers said no, it right. was because, right. You know, uh, Kevin McHale decided I won't I won't do a deal with the Lakers ever. Yeah. Right. So yeah. there, there's stuff there that that familiarity actually I think works in advantage. And you're right, Da. Maybe he's not the one to 
take that leap. But again, do any of us believe if they stay status quo, garbage again, he's going to keep yeah. the job? You think? Probably not. Right? But so you know, so you've got too, so you've got one excuse, you've yeah. got one way out of this. If you want, again, we're yeah. not talking about can the Timberwolves become a championship? No, I'm just talking about you're the guy who has a job on a temporary basis. Right. How do I get it permanently? I've got to bring success here, and success is not going to come by those guys in the locker room. I'm sorry. I know we're excited about Anthony Edwards, Edwards and his fun yeah. quotes and all that. I know everyone thought that D'Lo and Cat playing together, they're best friends. What could go wrong, right? <laughs> but the reality is nobody in that room has a track record of influencing success. Yeah. Right? Like of being the guy who created the culture for success. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, well, Pat Patrick Beverly. Pat Beverly. I was being facetious. Da was nah, being serious. I was being serious. He was on good teams. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't like say he was on. No, because D'Angelo Russell creating the culture. D'Angelo yeah. Russell was on good creating? teams. Who created the culture of winning in Miami? You know what I mean? Like, like the uh, uh, one of the greatest uh, players of all time did that. You know what I mean? Like, so but but, it's, but even when they went down, you've got guys in that locker room who true. are about the right things. A and B are listened to and respected by everybody in the locker room, right? Udonis hasn't yes. had to play a minute. But we saw in the finals two years ago, two seasons ago, one year, I don't know how long ago it was. But we saw in the finals, he's barking at everybody and nobody says a word and nobody's rolling their eyes and nobody's getting up. You right. think Patrick Beverly holds that same sort of respect? Not, well. He didn't with the no, Clippers, I'll tell you right now. Not he, with the Clippers, yeah. So no, maybe in Minnesota? Minnesota? Nobody's won anything? I think he might, but we'll oh, see. I mean, but, that's one of those things where... You have to see. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full-body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at Fidelity.com slash Active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While Active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Now, speaking, 
Speaking of Haslam, this is a great segue because there's a story involving the word Haslam that I want you to recall to, re, to retell to our listeners. Um, yeah, that's good. You, <laughs> I, I have to ask you about the story that was in ESPN last week. Uh-huh. That a very detailed, very, very good story by by Baxter Holmes, who spent months reporting it out. Talked to what seventy people over the course of the last several months. I was not one of them. This. Again, I yes, have to say I know, this. I know. No, but I have to, I because people I'll, people think I was, and I said, "What about my history?" Ever says anonymous right. source. Right, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I know you were not, but but now that you've met, now that you exactly, exactly. now oh, no, I've been waiting exactly. Now I am assuming if you listen to Hoops Adjacent or you listen to the Athletic NBA show, I assume you are an NBA fan of some sort, so you know most of the details of that particular story. I mm-hmm. would think. Um, you know, accusations of of racism directly tied to Sarver, who supposedly used the N-word multiple times in conversation with Earl Watson, who was the interim coach there for uh, a few years ago. Um, but also, and I think this is the more disturbing part, is just an incredibly toxic culture for women mm-hmm. who work there you know, up and down the organization, not even really including Sarver, that nobody has really said, no, that didn't happen. All they've said is, well, you know, it wasn't good, but but it's not as bad as they make as they're making it out to be. So mm. I I want to ask you, not now I've 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 listened to a couple of the in, other interviews you've 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 given on this, and I know you've said that. Some of it you saw yourself, some mm-hmm. of the stories you saw yourself, some you may have heard about, and some you didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, the main question I have with regard to Sarver is not that is is this guy hard to work for and he is, you know, is he a a-hole and all those sorts of things. We already know the answer to those things. But was there no one in his circle, not employees, but I'm talking about People in ownership, mm-hmm. in, in, minority owners in that group, people that may have been affiliated somehow with the Suns, that did business with the Suns, surely they heard these stories. Was there no one at his level that said, Robert, come on, you can't do these things. You can't say these things and own this team. Not, not in this market. Maybe in other markets you could, but not here. It, 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 I'm reminded of the the line from The Wire. You follow drugs, you get drug dealers. You follow the yeah. money, you don't know where you're going to end up. Yeah. So when you yeah. ask, did anyone in the building or anything say anything, well, then you're going to find a guy here or a guy there, an employer. But but when you ask his peers, right. other rich people, is that what you're asking me? Do other rich people find his behavior objectionable? Yeah. Rich people who look at the rest of us as eminently replaceable and just kind of my cousin told me a story it's funny my cousin told me a story about robert having a full-on conversation with him for like a good five six minutes before realizing you're not a mean and then just turning and walking away now my cousin by comparison i'm i'm six feet tall my cousin is six four right oh i'm at the time i'm probably a buck fifty on a good day. My cousin is yeah. upwards of two hundred pounds. Yeah, I wear contacts. My cousins wear glasses. So right. it's like the idea that anyone, even like the most quote unquote colorblind, which by the way, 
I think this is a funny anecdote. Robert Sarver is colorblind, literally. He literally, hmm. <laughs> he's saying oh, the purple wow. one, the orange one. He's like, which one is which? Um, right. But the fact that someone could confuse two completely different proportioned human beings. <laughs> Forget about facial features. Let's just assume me and my cousin are twins. We're not. But like, right. you're not, he's six four, two hundred plus pounds. I'm six feet, one hundred and fifty. Yeah. All right. So, it, like, that's. But that is. I. I'm, I'm not even sure how much of it is racism. How much of it is just rich people live in a bubble of their own, and yeah. they don't believe many of them. I don't think believe in any of the stuff that <laughs> right. we generally regard like as. Yeah. Right. Forget equality, just humanity, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, just think about think about the type of person who would freely pass around a picture of his wife in a bikini. Yeah, yeah. And make up, like, like, do you think that's like a real uh, equal footing partnership happening there? Or like, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying, look, hey, man, like maybe, maybe Penny Sarver was down for that. But I'm just saying, it's like, they don't believe it in takes humanity, a certain yeah. kind of person to feel that level of comfort in a work setting, yeah. right? Regardless of how you, oh, no, it was because it was a good fit and we wanted to look at, like, was it? Because I, I've been present for stories that he's told about his wife that I guarantee you were not work setting, uh, just, right. you know, testing things out for the market. He's right. a guy well, who, yeah. who desperately wants to be in the yeah. in crowd. And the yes. in crowd in an NBA organization are the players and the players in his mind want to talk about women and want to be quote unquote cool. He wants to be cool like the players. So he talks about things and talks about things in a way that he thinks will be received as, wow, our owner is real cool. And instead people snicker and like, Whoa, that was kind of crazy and walk away off of that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing that, that happens here in Washington with Dan Snyder. And I, you know, this is my experience with most, not all, but most owners is that they are desperately, desperately in need of being one of the fellas, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they do all of these things to, to players and to, and to people in organizations to make themselves feel like, or to make people, they want people to feel like, Oh, he's, he's cool. He's one of the guys and all this BS. And it's, it's nonsense, of course. And no player believes that they understand it's a, that's why people keep coming to Washington to steal Dan Snyder's money. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not a secret um, to, to get paid by Dan Snyder and laugh all the way to the bank. And I just, it just, it just amazes me that nobody, there's nobody like when I took this job, with the athletic three mm-hmm. years ago, the first person I wanted to hire was Greg Lee, who's now at the Boston globe. He was here mm-hmm. for two years. And the first thing I said to Greg is Greg, here's your, here's what I need you to do on a daily basis. I need you to tell me, David, that's the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard of in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. 
And if it if if that's the case, I need you to say that to me because I have an ego like everybody else. I think all my ideas are brilliant and everything mm-hmm. I say is is gold and who wouldn't want to listen to me, right? So you need somebody to pop your bubble. And I just can't believe there's nobody who ever pops Sarber's bubble on anything. Well, I mean, you saw, just runs rampant you saw what happened. Decades. You saw what yeah. happened in the story. Rich Paul popped his bubble. Yeah. And he flipped out. Because yeah, right. when your yes. entire existence, and remember, I remind people all the time, Robert is not Vivek Ranadive, who arrived in this country with $12 in his pocket and built a fortune. Yeah, right. Or even... Or even yeah, Mark Cuban, yeah. a guy who had a, a decent Lived, little yeah. class upbringing right, and then but, came up with an idea. Made, but created his wealth. His yes, wealth. Right? Yes, Robert, yes, yes. Robert Sarver, the, the legend of Robert Sarver is that when he was 21, and he started his, his way, own yeah. bank. And it's like, wait a second. <laughs> started his own bank. How do you start your own bank? <laughs> how, does, how does one start their own bank? <laughs> and I remember asking that when I read the bio and someone's like, because his dad gave him the money to start a bank with. Right. Like, oh, you mean he was born rich, but they try to right. make it into this that, folklore that kind of tremendous. Paul Bunyan. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he was out here. Right, 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 right. You know, uh, making flapjacks on a, <laughs> on a skillet the size of Wyoming, right? <laughs> so if this is someone whose entire life Money has never been an object for him, right? Yeah. Uh, his possessions, what he's able to get, what he's able to do. He doesn't hear no a whole lot, like most yeah. billionaires. Most right. billionaires have, don't hear the word no a lot, right? Yeah. Which is why yeah. many billionaires come to sports and fail. Because sports, particularly salary cap sports, you can't just mm-hmm. throw money and say, oh, it'll fix itself. Right. And sports, unlike business, and I tell this to people all the time, in business... You know what, man? Pepsi's number two to Coke in the soft right. soft drink market. Right. But Pepsi makes a lot of money. And Pepsi's right. shareholders <laughs> are happy. And a good year for Pepsi is we made money for our shareholders. Right. And maybe we got a little bit more market share off of Coke. That's great, too. Right. In sports, yes, we have a, a financial, like, we'd like to make money, right? We don't want to be hemorrhaging money. But also... There's this other scoreboard where we keep track of how good you are. And, oh, guess what? If you're not the guy at the top, nobody right. gives a fuck. Right? Like, right. we talked about, um, oh, well, like who scoreboard. is it? Uh, yeah. Milwaukee. Right? Yeah. Milwaukee, yeah. in the middle of the playoffs, in the middle of, I believe, the conference finals, everyone was talking about, as soon as they lose, they're firing Bud, and Rick Carlisle is going to be the head coach. Right now, in right. what other industry can you say what are your performance metrics? Well, over the last three years, we've had the best record in the league, and yeah, right, uh, yeah. we've our our best player has been recognized as one of the best players and received all these awards. And uh, if you want to drill down some more, we've had the top five offense and the top five defense. Da, 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 da. It's like yeah, but time MVP, but you, you didn't win the big one, so fuck you, get yeah. out of here. New CEO, there's no business that's like that in the world yeah. other than sports. So that's a place I think billionaires are just this is a weird place for them. And yes, yes. You're, you're dealing with that. You're dealing with the emotions of people telling you you're awful and nobody likes you or whatever, right? <laughs> just fans. I'm not even talking about the actual right, right, opposite. Right, right, right. You're awful because yeah, yeah, you, you've yeah. ruined this team, right? Or you, you, yeah. you, you'll have like Greta come into the city council meeting, talk about he's so tight when he walks, he squeaks, right? Yes. Greta's yes. not talking about how he's treated women or using right. the N-word or any of that. Right, that is literally talking about the service level, like the team is garbage yeah. and it's your fault. Right, so, and, and we hate you. And we hate you. And we hate you. So it's like, where is the one place where I can go 
tell some stories, have everybody in the room laugh, and feel like a big shot. Feel like the yeah. cool kid. Yeah. You don't do that it's at the just, bank. I bet you, you don't do any of that no. shit at the bank. No. If it's his bank, yeah. he probably doesn't. No, it's just, funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, um, you know, there was a lot of public statements from mm-hmm. guys back in Sarver, uh, which was so weird to me because it wasn't like not any of this was not known, right? Not weird at all. But I'm just curious, how, how do you exist as a coach, as a GM, as a player, under under this guy, especially now that this is public? Whereas if it remains private, you can be like, yeah, I'm getting this money. But is this possible to do it? And, you know, even you got out, right? Like, <laughs> you were like, yo, I'm out. <laughs> I mean – <laughs> I won't lie. Like if we'd if we'd remained successful, I don't think I would have left. If if right. I remained working for the people, the problem is, as as it so happens, if you're an asshole in some areas, you tend to be an asshole in a lot of areas, right? Yeah, yeah. show me how you and, do one very, thing. Right? Very rarely yeah. are people asshole. Yeah, very right. rarely are people right. silo assholes. Like I'm an asshole when it comes to women, <laughs> but everything else, I'm really right. shrewd. But I'm like, really good with seniors, I'm really good right? with yeah. you know, yeah. minorities. Minor- yeah. Other minorities, yeah. Right. <laughs> So, like, obviously, I was part of an exodus of a lot of people that left because it just continuous. It never got better. It never yeah. got better. He never seemed to learn, right? Even if he did, eventually he'll come back and meddle again and all that. You ask yeah. how people survive. It's 30 of these jobs or 30 of these teams, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So how do people survive working for Donald Sterling, Right. Because, you know, well, Donald Sterling, by the way, this is one of my favorite things. I was out at a restaurant last week after the story broke, and I overheard a conversation from white people in the corner saying, I don't believe it because if Robert Sarver were racist, then why would Larry Fitzgerald be involved there? And I said, Donald Sterling had Elgin Baylor as his GM for like 25 years. Yeah, but that's under the cover anyone of wants anonymity. To point to that like, once like, it got out, see? then it I would was like, it's around. about saving face. <laughs> because right? Even, you know, Chris Paul, they're turning jerseys in and out, saying this guy's got to go. So I'm wondering now that it's out, James Jones is on wax saying, this is not the guy I know. Right. But now the whole world this is knows this is your guy. So yeah. One, unlike gun. Donald yeah, Sterling, even though, again, gun, yeah. everybody knew Donald Sterling was racist, yeah. unlike Donald yeah. Sterling, there is no recording or no email tape. or there's no tape. Exactly. No tape. It's all that's he right. said, she that's said. Right. So right. when James right. Jones says, that's not the guy I know, it's because someone said a story. I'm saying an opposite story, right? Number right. two, and this is really important. There were only two, two NBA players and one uh, account executive who put their name on the story, right? right. Earl Watson, Corliss Williamson. Everybody yeah. else was anonymous. Everybody who, else who came who came out and had their name on it <laughs> spoke in, let's say, positive. Although, like, some of these statements are, like, three words long. That's not the guy I know. Right? Like, right. very careful to show support without necessarily, like, throwing my life on the line for this guy in right. case something comes out. So yeah. you say, yeah. why would Steve Kerr do this? Why would Jared Dudley come out and say this? Why would uh, um, uh, uh, or James Jones, yeah. right? And all of them, to varying degrees, are people who want to continue to work in this league, right? You, you think there is truth to that. There is definitely truth to that. I mean, you think yes. you come yeah. out, and if you're 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 one of these guys, and you say James Jones, 
say, hell yeah, this is abhorrent, da da da, and, and you know, you know, you know, speaks very forcefully, if not accusatory. Like, I haven't seen mm-hmm. this, but if these allegations are true, we need a full investigation, da 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 da. First of all, how long do you think his job is going to last in Phoenix? One, two. Right. Who do you think is going to hire the guy that when right. shit went bad, went out while still on the company clock and announced, mm-hmm. my boss is a shit bag? Because guess what? If you think Robert Sarver is the only owner. Well, of course. Of course. With right, this type right. of behavior in his past right, and right. present. They didn't want to make Sterling like sale. That, and that's have- the problem. We always <laughs> treat these things as like, that was the one. No, well, that's not. why I think it's laughable yeah. that there are people and, saying, well, they're, you know, that they think there's actually a chance that the league is going to make him sell. No, like, are no you chance. nuts? Zero are chance. Nuts? <laughs> like, there's, there's, exactly. They only saw, made him sell because there was a tape. There's that's a tape. <laughs> and more importantly, also, they hated Donald Sterling. Yes. 29 yes, owners yes. hated him. And the one right. guy that was protecting <laughs> him was David Stern because yeah. he did David Stern a solid way, way back in 1984 or whatever. And that's that's why that that alliance was formed. Even as David Stern himself knew this dude is is crazy. Hey, racist. They're setting Robert, while up. maybe yes. not winning a popularity <laughs> contest, bar, yeah. doesn't arrive at the level of hate that of all twenty nine guys can't stand him. That's one. Yeah. And two, there's no tape, which means if we vote this guy out, we've just effectively lowered the standard. We sure, lower the next. standard of next. getting someone out. I, yeah. If enough people just say a story about you, and also if my other owners are like, eh, I could live without him. Right. right? If that can't right. be that can't be the threshold <laughs> because then everybody's fair game. Right. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Now tell uh, if you if you don't mind retelling um, <laughs> the, the 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 story that involves the word Haslam. Oh. I think it does speak very very well to what right. what was going on there at the time. Thank you, David Aldridge, Hall of Famer, for recognizing <laughs> the value in the story in a way that Dan Levitard was not in the Hall of Fame of anything. Didn't recognize. It. He thought it was just <laughs> navel gazing on my on my part. <laughs> um. So we used to. Uh, have a defensive set when we were playing a team that had a really great post player mm-hmm. and a player whom we did not respect shooting the ball from that distance was post entry. The guy yeah. guarding the post entry would hear the call Haslam and fall back and sit in the post player's lap to make that entry right. pass basically right. impossible. Basically, so yeah, we yeah. sag, we said basically either you hit that shot or you throw the ball somewhere else, but it's not coming here. And it was right. developed because we used to play Miami and Shaq obviously was a big problem. And Haslam at the time wasn't that great of a shooter. He got better at it because right. more and more teams started doing that. So that's yeah. why the call was Haslam. So on game days, we would play pickup ball. Uh, me, the video coordinators, the trainers, the, the director of team security, sometimes the assistant coaches would show up and play uh, on the main floor before the players yeah. show up, probably like 2.30, uh, when players would start showing up at around four because of a seven o'clock game. And we, you know, you talk trash, it's competitive and stuff, and you'd yell out stuff like that. You'd yell out Haslam when you're just part of it is just to disrespect the hell out of the guy with the ball. Like, I don't believe yeah. you're going to hit this shot, whatever, you know. So one day Robert's walking by and he decides he wants to play. He's, hey, let me get in with you guys. And really quickly, Everybody on my team started like, oh, I got so-and-so, I got so-and-so. And I didn't realize what was happening until it was too late. Like, oh, they did the equivalent of touch your nose, and the last person <laughs> not touching their nose is it. And I was a dumbass like, why is everyone touching their nose? 
So <laughs> I had to guard Robert. Now, right. playing against your boss, and you know your boss is sensitive yeah, and temperamental. Can't get up on your shit. <laughs> but, want, but also wants to feel like, what you say, DA? He's one of the, one guys. Of the guys, right? Oh, right, we're, right, right. it's all fun over here. So I have to, A, Five-year-old, yeah. give him enough token defense so he feels like eat I'm trying, dude. he's impacting the game, and we're all having fun. Right, 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 right. But I can't actually guard him because I will fuck him up. Like, I, he, he wouldn't be able to dribble the ball once. He wouldn't be able to shoot the ball. Like, he just right. wouldn't be able to do anything. And I'm, right. I'm not saying this out of great prowess at playing basketball. You're I'm just say- better than the owner. I'm better than the 55-year-old 5'8 guy who's, right, you know. Right, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Be like that old Stuart Scott commercial. Remember when they're, they're playing with kids at the YMCA? And right, right, He's right. just <laughs> smacking things out. So uh, we start playing. And, you know, I'm like, oh, he got by me. Oh, I t- tried to reach and he taught, you know, like just <laughs> doing enough. But, like, as the game goes on, you're trying to win also. And you're also, you're trying, you forget. Like, you forget. So there's a point where our director of team security, I think it was him. I'm not sure. But I think it was him because he was a burly guy. Yeah. And so he was posting up. And so I knew I had to help. So I dropped back and instinctively out my mouth comes the word Haslam. Mm-hmm. Right? Part of it is because I'm helping. Part of it is because I don't. I know he's not going to hit that shot. But I forgot who I'm like who I'm guarding. Right. 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 So he shoots it. He misses. We rebound, and he looks at me and he says, "Just remember, how do you Haslam know this? has a job?" Now, I believe he's joking. Right. But I also believe if I continued down this path of opening openly humiliating him. Yes. In purely a basketball sense. Sure. Right? Saying, hey, we don't believe in your shot, da-da-da, rebounding, talking shit when I make shots, going by him as opposed to, like, dribbling and then passing or whatever. I would have I would have been fired. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Ask me how I know this. How do you know? <laughs> because when Robert first bought the team, early on in his tenure, there was a security guy, you know, an arena security guy, who uh, during a game, Robert's kids ran across the floor. Now, action was on the other end of the floor. Right. And they kind of cut the corner across the mm. floor from the basket to where their dad sits courtside. They cut right. as opposed to walking around. The security guard kind of like gently not like in a he knows who they are they look exactly yeah. like them whoa yeah. guys you can't go this yeah. way you got to go around that guy was fired Jesus. don't talk to my kids the, the message is this is my playground and if you play by my rules whatever my rules are you're fine hey i'm yeah. one of the guys they're always one of the guys da until the fulcrum moment comes or like would one of the guys react this way? No, they wouldn't. Right. A billionaire right. would react this way because right. they're not used to hearing the word no. Yeah. Yeah. No, Dusty Dusty Baker didn't get the guy, didn't get the whoever it was that fired that grabbed D- Darren Baker, <laughs> got him off the plate in the World Series. He was the first, saving his kid's yeah. life, you yep. know, so. It, yep. <laughs> yeah. 
That's ridiculous. Whose kid was well, that? I, I, was it, the Giants, it's, right? It's, Whose kid was it? Was, yeah. it Bar- was it Barry Bonds' was, kid? Was, no, it was it was Dusty's kid. Oh, it was Darren Dusty's Baker. kid. It was Dusty's kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Darren was a bat boy, and he came out. And he crossed home plate. The game was going on. Yeah. Somebody was rounding third yeah. and scored. And there was another guy coming, and the guy who scored grabbed, grabbed Darren by the scruff yeah. and just because pulled him away. There's another the guy, other guy coming ran out. him over. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's ridiculous. But yeah. it, it actually, it's not ridiculous. It's just life in the NBA. So what are you going to do? That's what happens. So. um so you so again nothing's going to happen to Robert Sarver other than a fine that's going to be ridiculously low. So it, I, they're not going to take. Well, I, I I'll give the NBA the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they take a pick away. Maybe they do something serious, but I kind of doubt it. So Mark Cuban had an organization with documented, including police involvement, right of right domestic violence right. of documented. Examples of a uh, of yes. his CEO toxic work culture for women, yeah, yes. like yes. It, like sexually harassing people, and right. they didn't get Doctor Pick, and he it was a ten million dollar fine, I believe, or something in that ten name. million dollars, right, right, and she has in the seat cushion, and yeah, uh, but I mean, look, if you've been around billionaires again, like, and nobody's saying, oh, it's just ten million dollars. They, they, that's how I know. they 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 care about that shit too. That's like, how they keep score. I yeah, know, right. <laughs> so uh, he, he fired a bunch of people. He hired. Uh, the lady who came from Cynthia, AT&T, Cynthia, Cynthia Marshall, Cynthia Marshall, Cynthia Marshall from Marshall. AT&T to be the CEO. They've done right. things, but by and large, if I'm Donnie Nelson at the time, and now Nico Harrison, if I'm right. Rick Carla at the time, and now, um, uh, uh Jason Kidd, if right. I'm Dirk Nowitzki at the time, and now Luka Doncic, that scandal hasn't impacted my life one bit. It has not, not impacted our ability yes. to do basketball business. At all. Right. I expect the same right. thing to happen here. There'll be people right. who are going to get fired. There are going to be some new right. hires. They're going to say right. some things. They're going to make a statement. He, and, and by the way, and, and Mark Cuban was a guy who said, whoa, I didn't know this was happening. My bad. We'll fix it. Not an assault for two weeks of just press release right. after press release. Right. 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 Uh, of saying that I didn't do it, even though, well, I did do it that one time. And so <laughs> I think that's a big difference there. But ultimately, I think right. it's a fine. And maybe maybe Robert gets suspended for like a year, a season. You can't be around the team. Okay, so they give him the March shot treatment, yeah, or the Steinbrenner treatment. Okay, and 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 that's the maximum. Like I just can't see selling is just out of the question because again, like we said, they're not going to yeah. open up the the door for the circumstances to be applied everywhere across this league. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's a it's a it's a fascinating tale, um, and. <laughs> I I doubt, you know, like you said, there, there's, if you think Robert Sarver is the only guy who's got a workplace like this, you are crazy. But I mean, man, I, I appreciate you so much for coming on. I know you've been, they've been hella busy killing you with, with, with media requests and stuff. And I know you've done a bunch of these, so I cannot thank you enough for coming on. Stay safe, my bro. Always, and, always. Um, you know, we will see you down the road. I am sure. And talk some more hoop. Yes, sir. All right, my man. Well, look, all of y'all's, Mark said to drop out early, so I'm going to wrap it up. Leave that five-star review on Apple, Spotify, Google, any place you get this fine American podcast. And like Marcus would say, if it's less than five stars, keep it to yourself, you haters. Later.